This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome to Ike's Flame and another episode this week. I'm super pumped to be with you and super excited. We got Mandalorian Season 3 finale tomorrow. Are you guys excited? I'm pumped. I think it's going to be so good. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun things to talk about after tomorrow, after we get that. So if you're listening to this after tomorrow... Well, you're probably going to know a lot more than what we do right now, but it's going to be good. I'm excited. So, but right now I want to break down for you chapter 23 spies or the spies. I'm not sure what one is. The, the spies. I'm going to make sure I get that the in there. The spies. So that is what we're going to talk about. And we are going to discuss this, break it down for you this week, and then maybe talk about where are we going next week and uh, or tomorrow when we get chapter 24, the season three finale. And man, we got a lot in this episode. So I'm going to run through it, kind of uh, break it down for you. And then we're going to just jump all over the place and jump in and go from there. So First off, we have, we see Ella Kane in Coruscant, which in kind of like the back streets, lower levels of Coruscant, which actually was really cool because I don't really know if we've seen like lower levels of Coruscant too much in live action. So that was actually really cool to see. Um, She meets up with the Viper probe droid and ends up talking to Moff Gideon through a hollow projection and... Talks about Navarro and Grief Karga and how they were aided by the Mandalorians and it consists of Bo-Katan and Din Djarin. And then Gideon tells her to continue with her mission while he deals with the Mandalorians. Um, and we don't exactly get told what her mission is. I assume it has something to do with Dr. Perishing and all that is going on there. But we don't actually get any details. And then we get the Shadow Council, which is super interesting. Uh, we see Moff Gideon walking in a room with a bunch of holograms. And there is, there's a lot of different things that happen. Uh, so we get uh, Captain Gilad Palin shows up. Uh, we have a couple of female officer. Uh, we, they're talking about Grand Admiral, Grand Admiral Thrawn's return as like this new, the new rebirth of this empire. And like, he's, he's the next, and they're waiting on Grand Admiral Thrawn to return for this certain plan. We don't really get into what that is. And then you have General Brendel Hux in talking about Project Necromancer, which we're not, 100% sure what that is either and uh, General Brindle Hux is um, the first order Hux drawing his name on his it's his dad Um, and uh, so that's that connection with also the getting that connection to like the first order that 
is being laid out here in season three, so we're getting a lot of that. And at one point, it's asked when Thrawn will be able to participate in Shadow Council. So, I mean, I really wonder if we're going to get see Thrawn in, um, if we're going to see get a see Thrawn in this final episode. I think it's a possibility. I'm not for sure, but I think it's a possibility. And uh, then they talk about Dr. Pen Pershing, which is what I think is the mission for um, Kane initially, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And then we get some conversation on how Gideon needs some more troops. Uh, he asked for some, what is it? He asked for some Praetorian guards and some TIE interceptors. And so reinforcement for his TIE interceptor squadron and that they need to get rid of the Mandalorians. And uh, that that is a big deal. That the Mandalorians could stop their plan for revamping the Empire and that the Mandalorians are a formidable opponent and when they are at full strength. And so that's being acknowledged, which I find is very interesting. They, they understand Mandalorians are at full strength. At, when at full strength are a formidable opponent that they would have to deal with. And they just want to stamp it out before that happens. That way they don't have to worry about it. And then as they end, they you hear long live the Empire. So there's definitely these like remnant of the Empire vibes and going on forward and all kinds of interesting stuff. And there's a lot of things that happen in that conversation. And then we transition to then see the the fleet, uh, former Imperial fleet that now was under Axe Wolves command who um, Bo-Katan and Din went and got and brought under their command on uh, whatever that planet was that had the droid issue. I draw a blank on that. Uh, they come back, we see them on Navarro and unite with the armorer and that uh, Covert's group, and it's kind of tense at first. We see uh, the armor welcomes him and says, hey, we're going to prepare a feast and all this, but there's still just like this tense, tense issue, and uh, so it's kind of, but it's kind of interesting, um, and then we get to this really fun part. <laughs> uh, the so we get to see uh, grief Karga and Din goes and visits grief, and they were talking about some things, and um, but then grief presents them with him and Grogu with a present of sorts, um, and it is. Part of IG-11, but an IG-12 unit that Grogu can ride in. And it has vocabularies and all this stuff. And it's just, it's fun. Um, it's kind of... <laughs> and then we get to see Grogu ride in this throughout the rest of... Throughout the rest of the this episode, which I assume we'll probably see in episode this last episode as well, the finale. Um, and it was just fun to hear, like, Grogu with the vocabulary to go, yes, 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 no, 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 no. And um, it was just interesting. Um, so it was some comic relief there. That was fun. And then we see Grogu snatch some 
Melon Run Fruit, which is kind of fun, reminiscent of Rebels and Hera, which I really wonder if we're going to see some of them in the season finale. I have no idea of Sabine. I don't know. Um, so that'll be really interesting as well. Um, some more things to that. And then we get a scene where Bo-Katan is asking for volunteers to be on a scout party, retcon party, to scout out the service of Mandalore and find the Great Purge, or the Great Forge on Mandalore. And so Din volunteers himself and Grogu, Casca Reeves, uh, Axwas, Vizsla, the armor, and there's some others from the tribe that also volunteer. But interesting how you get the major leaders in both coverts that volunteer. And so that is kind of this plan comes together that they're going to go to Mandalore, take the whole fleet, start to look into how they can recover all of the planet of Mandalore since they know they can be there now, and which is interesting. And so, and then, uh, so the next day they take off and they head to Mandalore and then they go and they end up on Mandalore and uh, they are searching and then they come across other Mandalorians on Mandalore that have stayed on Mandalore and I mean they're all beat up they have a lot of injuries they can't go some of them can't go on uh, they recognize the night owl of Bo-Katan and addresses him addresses Bo-Katan as Lady Bo-Katan uh, and with that said so they agreed to help them um, and there's some conversations about a night of a thousand tears at one point, which is really interesting, uh, and some things, and they talk about the Darksaber and how she got that and how the Darksaber was taken from her by Gideon, um, and during the Great Purge of Mandalore and all this. And so we, we see this, and then also in the middle of this, the armor takes some fallen... Um, the armor, yeah, so there's some injured and there's some that are too weak to go on. So armor takes Bo Katan's ship and the injured back to the fleet that is in orbit around Mandalore. Uh, and they go from there. And then uh, they keep going. They, this all kind of happens today. And then the next day they keep going. And uh, they get, we have a scuffle between Vizsla and uh, Axe Wolves. And uh, which is really funny because it's uh, broken up by Groku and his IG-12 unit as he's riding in there. And he grabs their arms and goes, no, no, no. Um, and then they break it up, which is kind of funny that actually ended the fight. Um, the whole thing is um, humorous uh, to see that. And then as that happens, we get to see then the... Are the Mandalorians in this group continue to move on and to go forward and trying to figure out what all is going on. And so from that point, we there's a big, what is that thing? Uh, oh, they're attacked by this like dragon monster thing. It's not the, oh, the, it's not the creature, uh, Mythosaurus, I don't think. That, that we see in um, episode one or two of this season. So it's not that, but they're attacked by it and they're forced to go underground and they end up underground and then they actually find the forge. Um, and as they're search, starting to search the forge, 
the the this, the Mandalorians with Din and Bo and all them are ambushed by Imperial armor Imperial commandos um, Imperial armor commandos uh, with Beskar armor and so this is very reminiscent of some things in Rebels that we see. Um, which is with Gar Saxon and all that happens there. And so we get that and they face, they start attacking and fighting and all this. And the Imperials retreat and the Mandalorians pursue and they pursue into a trap. Um, and as they are pursuing them, they end up finding Moff Gideon. Um, and the, they find Moff Gideon in his, in an Imperial type of, underground cove that in area um there's uh tie fighters there we um and all this and dan ends up getting captured uh and with fiber cords by the imperial super commandos i don't know imperial commandos i guess they're not super commandos i thought i i don't know um but we see that and he's kind of taken in and he tells them he takes it and we don't really see Din after this because he's ordered to bring Din the he orders the, his troops to bring Din into a room for debriefing but after that we don't really see Din so we don't really know what I mean obviously this is getting towards the end of the episode but we don't know what is happening to Din at this moment all we know is that he is he is in custody of some sort and um, all that. So, and then the other thing here is Moff Gideon is in a dark trooper suit, dark trooper suit. And as Moff Gideon's in the suit, he tells them that he has perfected the suit, that they can have a person in the suit now. And now it's not just a droid. And this is the next generation of dark troopers. And that he is going to use the elements of the Jedi and Mandalorians and clone creation uh, to restore order to the galaxy. And he kind of gives a speech, which is interesting. And he is, he also mentions, which this kind of hit hard is seeking to complete the Mandalorian purge. And so like he sees the Mandalorian purge is not done yet. And which is interesting. And then he sends out tie bombers and tie interceptors to destroy the, the Mandalorian feet fleet outside. Um, and we get these interactions, which is interesting. And then he, we get another fight scene where the Mandalorians are trying to escape, and they end up having to escape. Vizsla kind of sacrifices himself and is end up killed, and that's how the episode ends. Um, so at the end of this episode, we have Vizsla dead, Mandalorians on the run, led by Bo. Din Djarin is captured. <laughs> we think yeah i mean yeah we're, he's captured we don't really know what he's just taken away we don't know we don't see anything that happens to him so we have that and that's where it ends um and we also know that there's tie interceptors and tie bombers on the way to attack the mandalorian fleet which i would assume is unaware of what's going on um and so a lot going on here so Let's take a short break and then we'll unpack this. So we'll be right back with you. (laughs) 
Alrighty, we are back with you, and we're going to unpack this a little bit. So, let's just start from top to bottom, kind of how we ran through this. And I think, so we get Ella Kane, who reports to Moff Gideon. And this is an interesting scene, because it's interesting to see, like, Moff Gideon has spies inside the New Republic and knows what's going on which adds some interesting elements. Um, I don't know if we'll get into that much, but we have this, like, Ella Kane is definitely still Imperial, working to get Dr. Parachute working for them again, and work on cloning, and so this this strand is still there. Um, and before we get too far, I saw a, a video the other day, it just talked about how, like, right now, this, after episode 7, chapter 23, The Mandalorian here, we have had we have like six loose ends on what's gonna happen, and then we have because we have like cloning. The Shadow Council has now shown up. Thrawn's new plan is Thrawn gonna show up. We got Din is captured. We got the Mandalorians on the run. We had Imperials on Mandalore this whole time. We didn't know what was happening, and some things are being put together, but there's still a lot going on. There's some even more sketchiness with. Uh, the armor in this episode, which we'll get into as well. And so we got all these different things happening, and it's it's just interesting. Uh, we got a lot to pull together. Uh, so we there's a lot of loose ends, and this is one of them, is what exactly is Ella Kane up to, and uh, what all is going on. Obviously, it seems like it's something with Dr. Perishing and the cloning and being inside New Intelligent, or New Republic Intelligence and getting all that and so so we see that then we have the shadow council i think the talk about thrawn um i'm interested to see if we know um more about that and like are we gonna see him is like what all is happening with thrawn because thrawn's obviously involved i don't know if thrawn is technically like a leader of this council or because he's only Grand Admiral, I think, on this. So technically, he has a higher rank than everyone else, even Gideon. Um, so I don't know. Is it Grand Admiral or Moff? Because it's technically a Moff. Oh, that'd be interesting. Who knows? Um, but there's definitely some. He has some weight in that. And so interesting. And I also think it's interesting we get uh, Brindle Hux and that. We we get to see him and the link to the First Order in that, which is interesting. And then also we get mentioned Project Necromancer. And I do a little research here. And... We don't know what Project Necromancer is. And so I'm also intrigued to know what more about Project Necromancer. Like, are we going to get more information on that? Um, we don't know anything on that, I don't think. Um, and then it's also interesting because we just see Moff Gideon ask for backup. And then we get to see that backup at the end of the episode. Um, and then I, the when the when we shift to the different clans coming together, I find that really interesting because I think we get some really interesting tidbits in this of like, this tension, how that it's brought together, the armor helps bring it together, uh, which is interesting. And then the volunteers at the end. I think it's very interesting that we get some of the main main players in both coverts that volunteer. Like, 
uh, Paz Vizla, the Axe Wolves, and others that are very main. And obviously, we get Din and Bo as well, uh, kind of leading all this, um, and which is interesting. I love the nod to IG-11 with IG-12 and that Grogu can function this and kind of fight and do some interesting things. I don't know what, how all that will play out. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to see Grogu in that. Um, I, I don't have much to say about that. I decided it was just fun. Um, that was a fun, kind of a fun moment, a cool moment, um, interesting. Uh, and I will say, when Grogu snatches Mellow Run through, I really feel like this is... We, we have gotten a lot of drops in this series related to Rebels. Um, we got the... Pergil in episode one, we get Mellow Run Fruit, we got the Zeb cameo, um, and I think there's some more I'm not thinking of off the top of my head, but we are definitely in that area, and, and also later in this episode, they get talking about the Night of a Thousand Tears, the Purge of Mandalore, and how no, Sabine isn't mentioned, but Sabine plays a role in all that, and so like, and Bo-Katan works with Sabine and is there. And so, like, is that going to be brought up? Is Sabine going to be mentioned? Is she going to be brought in? Uh, is, is Bo-Katan going to look for Sabine? So we have a lot of these loose ends to Rebels. I mean, obviously, the, the Thrawn talk and the Shadow Council and all that happens there. Like, that's, like, those are, these are all links to that. And so it's very interesting to see all that come together in a lot of ways um and then we also uh we then get to see the mandalorians go to mandalore and start to explore mandalore and it's we get this conversation with the night of thousand tears like i mentioned uh the in her exchange with gideon and it, it isn't i i do really enjoy because we get some backstory on why on the history between Moff Gideon and Bo-Katan, because we didn't really know that, and how Moff Gideon was the one that had a lot of influence during the Great Purge of Mandalore, and how that she, her hand was forced by Moff Gideon, he didn't hold up his end of the deal, and all this stuff, and so it's interesting to see how uh, that some of that backstory, and understand more of why Bo is so angry at Moff Gideon, um, and has this history and these issues and all that goes along with that so that is interesting i think to notice and something to notice and something i think we may get a confrontation in the final uh episode between moff gideon and bo katan of some sort potentially but it'll be interesting to see how all that works um Then we get this interaction between Din and Bo, and it's interesting how Din doesn't really know the history of Mandalore that well. He walks the way of the Mandalore because he was brought into the Death Watch and all that, and he still believes it, but he's like, hey, Bo, I'm going to follow you till the end. Um, and it's interesting to see that uh, he vows to serve her until her song is written and this is he encourages Bo and says like hey I'm gonna follow you I'm not worried about the dark saber I'm not worried about bloodline like I he's he's worried about honor and character and loyalty and like 
these sorts of things, and that's what he sees in Bo-Katan. And so it's interesting to see this, that he, he wants to walk the way of the Mandalorian. He wants to be a Mandalorian, but the history doesn't matter as much. He's loyal to Bo-Katan, which is really interesting, and it was a really interesting switch that we saw in this episode of Bo- of, uh, of Din going from, hey, I gotta not ever take my helmet off. I don't know if he took his helmet off after this, but I think he's getting to the point where he's okay with that now. I, obviously, he's been restored and all this, but he doesn't feel that need to take his helmet off as, or like, not to take his helmet off, it seems like now, and all the different things of being, of the connotations behind the phrasing of this is the way. And more this idea of walking the way of the Mandalore to fulfill bringing the Mandalorians back together is what is more important to Din. And the, like we meant, like I mentioned earlier, is like this idea of like he, what's more important to him than all this tradition and the Darksaber and all this is honor and loyalty and character. And like, I mean, you throw friendship and honesty and all these things that, make up a really awesome person and I think he sees this in Din or in Bo and that's why he wants to follow Bo um, not because she has a dark saber not because she has family history but because of who she is and so we see all this um, and then they are forced underground after they're attacked by a dragon monster thing which like I said I believe is not the mythosaur at first i thought it was i was like oh boy this is gonna be fun but it's not um so they end up underground on mandalore they find the forge and then that's when they're attacked by imperials and then we have all this confrontation with moff gideon and all this and vizsla is killed and then or uh din is taken captive and then vizsla is killed and so we end on a huge cliffhanger because we end, like I said earlier, Din's capture, Previsla is killed, or Pazvisla is killed, and then Bo-Katan and the rest of the Mandalorians are on the run, and the Mandalorian fleet is about to get attacked by TIE interceptors and TIE bombers and don't know it. And so we're going to open up, I feel like, with a space fight, a um, all this stuff. And so we got a lot of fun things and a lot of loose ends. And so... I'll be interested to see, like, okay, we have the uh, the Beskar armor, dark troopers, and I think Beskar armor. I don't know. But all this stuff, and we have, yeah, I think it is Beskar armor. Um, and we see Moff Gideon in his own dark, super, dark trooper suit. Um, I don't know why I struggle saying that so much, but we see all this, and so we got a lot of loose ends. And lastly, the last thing I want to talk about, and I know people have mentioned this when I've I've seen different things here this past week, but is what is the armor doing? She, I I feel like she clearly has a connection to Gideon at this point. Um, if you look at the helmet that Gideon has on, it's similar to the armors. I know there's been thoughts of this is similar to Maul's. Uh, I mean, just his, I mean, how his Zabrak and with the horns and all that, but also the troopers that follow him all in um, season seven of the Mandalorian and, or season seven of Clone Wars. And so there's definitely a connection. And I think the fact that Armor goes to Mandalore and then leaves in Bo-Katan's ship, like, is she contacting Moff Gideon somehow? Is she 
I just feel like she's in the league um, with Moff Gideon. I, honestly, at this point, I'd be kind of be surprised if she isn't. Um, I don't know where all that's going to go, but she, and I, I know we've talked about this, but she's up to something. She is being very sketchy, and I'm really intrigued to see what we find out this week. But I think that's the other thing to keep in mind is all of that. And so it, it was kind of a very – it was a cool that has Liza, like, sacrificed himself for everyone else um, so they could escape and make that happen. Uh, and But it's also, like, it the, to see him gone as one of the main leaders outside of Bo-Katan is also kind of hard to take. And I, and I think also, like, I've always wondered, is like, is Paz Vizsla in on whatever the armor is up to? I think that, to me, kind of showed that he probably isn't. Um, because if he was, I feel like he wouldn't have that. He, I mean, he wouldn't have a reason to sacrifice himself because there's something else going on behind the scenes. And so there's a lot happening there, which I think is interesting. And so we got a lot happening uh, let me know what you guys think. Um, I love to hear from you guys. Um, TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff. Ike's Flame, a Star Wars adventure. Um, and so I think that we got a fun episode tomorrow. Hopefully, you guys are excited. Um, you get into it, and we'll have a fun review the next week. So, next week, actually, we got the Pixie Dust Twins coming on, and we're going to review the season finale and the season as a whole. So, we're going to have a fun, awesome conversation with the Pixie Dust Twins, who I had on back in early early fall there. Um, they were on the show, and so we'll invite them back on, uh, Sammy and Ashley, and we will have a great conversation about the season finale for our next episode. So, it's going to be good. Um, and as always, like I said, Instagram, TikTok, come hang out, come uh, comment, and love to hear from you guys. And then also, and I've been doing this the past couple of weeks, if you know somebody who would like this podcast, just tell one person this week. That's all you got to do. Just tell one person. Keep the love going. Uh, help support what we're doing here and go from there. So that is our episode for this week. Um, thanks for joining us. And it is great to watch some great Star Wars around here. Um, I, sh- I, I, at least I feel that way. I'm sure a lot of you guys do as well. Like the fire. Have a great week. <laughs>